my anxiety has been getting worse. Any advice? To deal with anxiety? Um, to me, it it's multi-layered, but I think an aspect of it is possibly um, has to do with this concept that my friend introduced me to of core beliefs, right? Core beliefs are things that you believe about yourself in the deepest layers of your subconscious that you may not even consciously realize, right? Like, and it's usually based on childhood experiences. Like you may genuinely believe in your heart that you are not a good person. And you won't say that out loud, but the, the thoughts that you identify with in your mind will reveal the perception you have of yourself. So if you're just walking through life and then you have thoughts that tell you like, man, you're nothing or you're not good enough or you're not worth it. And these thoughts have so much power over you um, because you actually believe them, despite the fact that you, quote unquote, know they're not true. You believe them because they are uh, they are hitting a trauma point. They're hitting something that you at some point in your life were convinced was true about yourself. So I think then when it comes to anxiety, it's not then trying to get away from the thoughts. It's trying to go in and understand what are my core beliefs? What do I believe about myself? Why do these thoughts have this amount of power over me? It's because I believe them. So that means then that I have to realign and approach readjusting my perception of myself. I have to find a way to readjust what I believe about me. Because the only way I'm going to be free from this is if I genuinely believe that I am a good person, that I am um, worthy, that I am capable, right? Because when I believe these things, it doesn't mean those thoughts are not going to come, but it means that when those thoughts come, they won't have power over me because I know myself beyond those thoughts, right? It's kind of the same thing. Like if imagine the best person you know in the world, right? Imagine you are, you know, your best friends, you know them for years, you know, their character, you love them, you know how amazing they are. Now, imagine some random person came to you and was like, let's say your best friend's name is Sarah. Let's say somebody came to you and they're like, yo, uh, Sarah said this about you or Sarah killed somebody, right? Your initial thought would be there's no possible way. I don't believe that. I won't accept that. You know why? Because you know Sarah and you know her characteristics and you know her to be somebody who would never exhibit that kind of characteristic because you know her. So it's the same thing with intrusive thoughts. That person is an intrusive thought that's trying to come in and tell you something about yourself. And the only way that it will have power over you is if there's a part of you that actually believes that you are what that thought is saying about you. But if you actually know yourself to say, no, this is who I am. I am somebody who is trustworthy. I am somebody who is competent. I am somebody who's honest. I'm somebody who's genuine, who's loving, who's caring. If you actually believe these things and it takes time to actually cement these beliefs in your heart. But when you get to a point that you actually believe these things, intrusive thoughts will no longer have power over you. Because you'll be able to say, no, I know my character and those things do not identify or align with who I know myself to be. So they will just come and they'll go in the same way that if somebody told you something bad about your friend, it'll come and it'll go because you know your friend enough that nobody can just come and tell you something about them because you know who they are. So that's something I'm working on even for myself because I have some very negative core beliefs and I'm still having to go in and actually explore and understand what are those core beliefs and where did they come from so that I can begin to process and heal them? Because again, like my mind is the same thing, bro. Like I'm on live right now and I can be so 
up, up, uplifting and uplifted because in engaging in this dynamic reminds me of who I am, right? But there are times when I'll get off live, not get off live immediately, I usually feel great, but there are times when I'm, I'm just at home, I'm by myself, and these thoughts start to come in, and they, they take me to a dark place because there's still a part of me that believes negative things about me. There's still a part of me that believes that I'm incapable. There's still a part of me that believes that I am not strong enough or that I am not worthy enough or that I, I, I know I'm a good person, but that I'm not smart enough or well-rounded enough. You know what I'm saying? Like there's still parts of me that believe these things. So I have to, I have to, and I'm in the process of going in and trying to understand why do I believe these negative things about myself and where did these beliefs come from? And then once I understand that, I believe that I'll be able to actually then process through them and re, uh, re-circuit my beliefs to align them with what is actually true about who I am. All right, hey, Chef, my crush invited last Sunday to invited me last Sunday to go to church. We're not even close, not even friends. I like him since high school. Now I'm curious why all of a sudden. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his intentions. I can't speak on his intentions, but I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it sounds to me off rip like what something a brand new Christian would do. And I'm not saying he's a brand new Christian. Maybe he is or somebody who's still in the mindset that a brand new Christian has where it's like when you just become aware of God, you tend to have this zeal, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. It's a good zeal, but it's a zeal without certain levels of understanding, so you have this zeal where you just want to save everybody. And you're like, bro, everybody that I have access to, it is my responsibility to save their lives. Like, and, and it's, it's not from a, it's not, it's not a bad thing because it's like when you encounter something great, like you want to share it with people that you love, right? But it's just like, I think it takes time to then understand that in addition to that zeal that you have to help people or share love with people or share God with people, you also have to then understand that people are layered and there are people at different points in their lives. And you have to understand, again, that you have to remember to be human, to connect with people as human beings instead of feeling like, you know, all I have to do is get you to church and your life will be changed. Because I've, I've used this analogy before, but imagine you're a vegan and you find the best vegan burger joint in the like when I tell you, you find this spot that you can't even believe that it's not butter. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the way they put this thing together, you just want to let everybody know, like, bro, we don't have to eat meat. I'm trying to tell y'all, like, I know what y'all think, but I'm telling y'all, if y'all, if y'all could just taste this burger, bro, if y'all could just taste this meal, y'all would understand that we don't have to be settling for the meat that we're eating. You know what I'm saying? So you want to invite all your friends like, yo, come to this vegan spot. Come to this vegan spot. Come get this vegan burger. Come get this vegan burger. But you forget that at one point you ate me. And you forget that it took time for life to actually shape you and mold you to a point that would birth your ability to appreciate that burger in the way that you did. You forget that it took you getting sick. You know what I'm saying? And realizing that meat was negatively affecting your body and actually experiencing that hurt and that pain for yourself to then say, no, I need to make a change. And it took time for you to actually find, like di try different things and try different things until you finally encountered this burger that like revolutionized your life. 
We find the results and we forget the story that led up to the result. And so then we forget that people also have to go through their own story to appreciate that burger in the way that you have come to appreciate that burger. So that's what I mean when I say like that zeal can sometimes be misapplied, not because there's anything wrong with it, but just because of lack of understanding. Like We have to understand that people need to go through their own natural processes in order for them to understand what it is that you understand or in order for them to experience what it is that you have experienced. Because if you just got a friend and plucked them out of wherever they were at and put them in that restaurant, they had that burger, they would know, okay, like maybe this burger is cool, but they haven't had experiences that would make them say, well, I don't want to eat meat anymore i want this burger they have to go through their own genuine process and that's why we then have to be again be human and just a lot be just 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 interact with people as human beings just be a friend to somebody without expecting their entire lives to change in one conversation or one day or one week you know what i'm saying we have to be patient with people and i think the only way that we can do that is if we start applying those traits to ourselves that's why when a relationship with God starts getting difficult, it is actually preparing you. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when shit starts to get hard, it is actually what nurtures you into understanding how to relate to other people as well. Because you, you start to realize in the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of the hard times, that you have to be patient with yourself. That you have to be compassionate to yourself because you've seen yourself at the low and you see what you need in that moment or you see how God meets you in that moment, which then reflects in how you learn to meet yourself in those moments. And when you learn how to meet yourself with compassion, with patience, with understanding, because you've seen yourself in the highs and in the lows, then that informs you on how you can then relate to other people. It informs you that, yo, human beings are going to be human beings and we're going to go through our processes. And the best thing that I can do is exhibit to you what I needed when I was in your position, which I may not have needed somebody in, like inviting me to church. I may have needed that person to just be a friend to me. I may have needed that person to bring what they learned in church to me. Not in the sense of bringing their pastor's sermon to me or bringing Bible scriptures to me, but bringing whatever it is, whatever peace you found, whatever love you found, whatever patience you found, whatever it is that you found over there, bring those characteristics to me and exemplify that. You know, just be a friend to me. Just listen to me. Just hear me out. And in that way, I will experience the God that you want to introduce me to through you. You know what I'm saying? And that's the dope thing about being human, bro. Like we literally get to, we literally get to exemplify God. Like when it says we're made in his image, I think there's layers to it, but I don't think we really, we really take into account like how dope that is. Like I was playing with this concept in my head that, but the fact that we are made in God's image means that every single person is, is an opportunity to see a new aspect of God. Which goes back to the importance in individuality and being yourself. Because if you try to conform yourself to some idea of what you think a person who's in relationship with God should be, you withhold from the world what it is that God puts you in this world to show to them. You know what I'm saying? God puts you in this world to show people that, yo, this is, this is a new way that I can show you that I talk. This is a new way I can show y'all how I can look, how I can sound, how I can make music, how I can create art, how I can do this, how I can do that. Like you are the un a, a unique and handcrafted expression of God. So you have to be yourself because you are then the you are then a new example. You are an expression of God's creativity. Imagine if an artist painted a painting and then that painting got up and said, I want to look more like that painting. And that painting conforms itself to like look like another painting. 
then that painting will only then be a copy of something else and the artist would then be dis would then be discouraged because bro i painted you for people to adore this new and unique expression of my creativity i didn't paint you for you to conform yourself to look like something else that i made i made that to be what it is over there it's cool i made it but i made you to be you and what is consistent in all of it is that i'm the artist my brush strokes is the one that painted both of those things. When it comes to human beings, God, God's characteristic of kindness, of love, of patience, what I'm talking about, that is the consistency between human beings. It's a posture of heart. It's the way that you treat people. From there, you can be whoever you want. When you exhibit God's characteristics just in your life and how you treat people, you can have whatever personality you want. You can listen to whatever music you like. You can make whatever stuff you like. You can be interested in whatever you want because being in relationship with God is not you looking the part. It's you living it from a heart posture. And then you being yourself on top of that. That is the foundation that you build on. So, yeah, it's important to be ourselves, guys. Some people want to heal but don't know how and where to begin their healing journey. Huh. Um, you know what's interesting? I think that oftentimes when people... Um, feel like they don't know where to start in their healing journey a lot of times they're already on their healing journey but perhaps they're looking for their journey to look like how somebody else has said it should look right and for that reason I can't come up here and tell you this is how your journey should look because it's going to look different for everybody we've all been hurt in different ways so we can't heal in the same ways because we are, our hurt is unique to us our healing is going to be unique to us. So a lot of times, if, if you're a person who's saying like, well, I want to start my healing journey and I don't know where to start, the fact that you're aware that you're hurt and you like to heal means you're already on the journey. You're aware. You're no longer, you've already moved past the point when you're simply existing in the result of your trauma and your hurt. And you've already elevated to the place where you can say, I am aware of the fact that I've been hurt. Despite the fact that maybe I'm not at a place where I'm actively doing something to fix that, even having that awareness of the fact that something is wrong or something needs work or something needs help is a part of the journey. And then so you can't then expect yourself to go any faster than you're meant to go if you want this healing to happen properly. In the same way that you can't expect to rush through anything and get the same quality at the end if you had taken your time. So when it comes to healing, you have to be, again, accepting of where you are in your journey. If you're at the place where you're only aware, yet you're still falling into the same hole, perhaps, like if you're aware of the hole, that is a step. And just keep being aware. Keep trying to understand more about, okay, I see myself in this hole, but let me treat myself with compassion when I fall into this hole. How did I get here? What is the cause of this? Ask yourself questions, journal, talk yourself through it, and allow yourself to fully explore what it is um, that you're meant to understand in this part of your journey. Don't compare yourself and say, oh, that person's at that point and I would love to be at that point. Don't compare yourself. Enjoy your journey. And I know it gets hard sometimes, but enjoy your journey. Allow yourself. You owe yourself the favor of allowing yourself to be where you are so that you can fully complete every portion of your journey. And again, like I said, understand that your healing journey is personal to you. So it doesn't need to look like what somebody else has said that healing should look like it just needs to look like what it is that works for you what it is that feels like healing and processing what it feels like what feels like growth to you and keep praying 
I say you have to keep praying. I don't, I don't, you have to keep praying, but I would definitely highly recommend keep praying because God works in a way, bro, where like he is, bro, he is right there. And sometimes I think it's our lack of communication with him that causes us to feel alone or feel like he's not there. But if we call out, you know what I'm saying? If we just stop and say, God, like I'm in the midst of this, I'm suffering. Like, even if you're angry, like, why did you let this happen to me? Or why won't you help me? Or why won't you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, call talk to him because it's when you talk to him that he can make himself evident to you it's when you ask him for something and then you get that thing in a way that only he could have given it to you that you know okay he hears my voice if you never ask for anything if you never say anything then you would go your whole life thinking god doesn't care even if he's doing things around you you would never be able to recognize that it's him doing these around you because you never communicated it to him or communicated anything to him to see his actions as a result of what it is that you're asking you never verbalize it oftentimes you may you have it in your heart and he sees it so he's answering the prayers that you didn't even have the words to say but when you actually verbalize those prayers i think that is when you can start to visualize and see when he answers those prayers you see what i'm saying so you got to talk to him bro you got to talk to him you don't got to talk to him in any kind of formal way you don't got to get up here and Ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, just talk to him like how you talk to people. Be angry, be upset, be expressive, be reflective, ask forgiveness, whatever it is. Just talk to him so that he can make himself evident to you in response to whatever it is that you ask of him. Have I ever gone to therapy? I went to therapy in 2017. Yeah, I'd like to go again. I did. I, I got into massage therapy last year. Um, but I'd like to actually get back into, you know, more like a tr tr like, like traditional therapy. But you know what I've realized? Therapy is like dating, you know, like dating in a sense of like how dating should be, where like you meet somebody, you go out to eat or you go do something where you can actually have conversation and get to know this person. And from that date, you can then mutually decide whether or not you want to keep going forward based on what was revealed on that first date. So dating therapy i think is like dating where like you have to from my experience you have to actually go around and skip around a bit you know like it's great if you meet the, your first therapist and you guys just click so well but what i've come to find is that in most cases you have to like go to a therapist feel them out see understand like where you are see how they respond see how they relate to people and then you'll know okay maybe this person is not for me doesn't mean that they're a bad person but maybe they're just not for me then you go to somebody else and you go to somebody else and you go to somebody else you know what i'm saying until you find that person that clicks with you that you find that person that not only has knowledge and information about um psychology and the mind and how people work but a person who has empathy a person who is aligned with you in a way that they can speak to you in a language that you will understand in a way that you can actually trust and believe what they have to say you have to align yourself then with a the person who can naturally create an atmosphere wherein you feel safe and you feel accepted so that you can express yourself comfortably and learn about yourself. Aligning yourself with somebody who, where, who you feel heard with. And I'm talking about therapy, but I'm also talking about a relationship. Aligning yourself with somebody who you feel heard with, somebody who truly allows you to feel understood or somebody who's willing to understand you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. What's one of the most beautiful ex interactions you've ever experienced? That's a good, that's, that's a, that is a good question, Steiner. What's one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had? Bro, I'll tell you this. Like, I've had a lot of beautiful experiences. I'll tell you a recent one. Recently, I met up with an old friend of mine. His name is Isaiah. He's really cool. Um, and he played, bro, bro, this guy, put, 
this is our first time meeting up in years right he just hit me up on instagram he's like bro you're back in favor like let's link up bro i was like yeah bro let's link up booty boop 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 bro i'm like yo let's meet up downtown this man pulls up with a whole electronic keyboard bro i'm talking a whole not a little midi he pulls up with a whole electronic keyboard on his back bro I said, bro, I know you didn't come down here with a whole keyboard. He said, yeah, bro, I'll be coming down here. i just be playing, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just like to bring my keyboard places with the battery in the back and just play it. And I'm like, bro, that's tight. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really dope. So we sit down, and he's, like, showing me, like, his, 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 his keys, you know what I'm saying? He's dope. He's really talented. And one, the beginning, that whole day was a beautiful experience. But the one, the, the beginning of the beautiful experience was that I got to see somebody who was so sure in themselves, Somebody that didn't feel like people are going to think I'm weird because I'm walking around with a keyboard. Somebody who could say, bro, I love music so much that I want to bring it with me everywhere I go. And I'm confident in that. He doesn't feel insecure. He's not shying away. He's just himself, bro. And I was like, bro, I, respect, I love that, bro. Because again, every time I see somebody who is being genuine to themselves, it reminds me that it's okay for me to be genuine to myself. I can do what comes naturally to me. I can do what I want. I can do what I like. So I love seeing shit like that. Anyways, we're sitting by this creek. We're sitting by this creek, and he's playing the keys, you know what I'm saying? And he plays music so beautifully. Like, that man's hand is blessed by God. And he's playing these keys, and he just starts talking, bro. And he's, like, playing with what he's talking. Like, his words are matching. I mean, the music he's playing is matching everything he's saying he's just like bro carter i just want you to know bro that like you're just you're you're, you're just very inspirational bro and you're just very blessed and he just started like really speaking so much life into me it's like he made a whole album bro just pouring life into me bro like for a good i'd say it was probably a good eight minutes eight to ten minutes he's just playing and he's just saying like yo carter like bro i bro like you are loved man like you are you're taken care of like i appreciate this about you bro it was the most i almost cried if I wasn't as traumatized as I am, I would have cried, bro. But in that moment, I was like, like Isaiah is sitting beside me, but in real life, I'm sitting beside God. That's the experience. I was like, bro, right now, this is God speaking through him to me, to things that he didn't even know that I was dealing with. That's how I knew it was God. Like God is using this man and his gift and his voice and his presence to pour into me. In ways, that it, saying things that I, I needed. You know what I'm saying? That he didn't know I needed. He didn't know what I was dealing with before we hung out. He didn't know what I was going through. But God knew. And God gave him those words and gave him that keys and gave him that moment to pour into me. But it was, it was incredible. And we're sitting by a creek, so the water is flowing and, you know, the, the wind is blowing. It's, it's a whole experience, bro. Like, I was in heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that is the level of friendship, bro, that people deserve. Those are the kinds of experiences that people deserve. You shouldn't have to be interacting with people who make you feel less than. You shouldn't have to interact with people who make you feel like you're too much or you're too sensitive or you care too much or you're this or you're that. You shouldn't have to make, interact with people who make you feel bad for being who you are. You should interact with people who pour into you. People who are so confident in themselves that they encourage you to be confident in who you are. People who appreciate you for who you are in any aspect. Not only on your good days, but on your bad days. People who can take the time to understand you, who are willing to understand you. People who know when, is, when, when it is time to speak and when it is time to listen. You know what I'm saying? You, you deserve, we all deserve those interactions because that is what it's like interacting with God. That is the, that is the standard in my mind for every relationship. I got to be able to feel like 
you're exhibiting, you're treating me in the way God treats me. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why I'm telling you, bro. Like, that's why I love my relationship with God so much because God has loved me into realizing the love that I'm deserving of. I had to experience that love to be like, bro, like I'm worthy of this. So I'm not going to settle for less when I've experienced this kind of love. I'm not going to settle for somebody who won't listen to me when I've experienced somebody who makes me feel heard. I'm not going to ex- I'm not going to settle for somebody who makes me feel bad when I when I've experienced somebody who encourages me. I'm not going to ex- uh, you know what I'm saying? Like when you experience love, bro, it it reshapes your whole perception of yourself. And that's why I say the best thing you can do for people is genuinely love them, especially if you're a person who, you know, you consider yourself to be in relationship with God or to know God. The best thing you can do for a person is to exemplify the love that he has shown you to them so that they can experience the love that he has shown you and realize that they are deserving of this, that they are worthy of this, that this is possible, that this is available for them. Not just for some people in the world, that this is available for them. And in that, the more you love a person truly, or the more a person experiences love, is the less likely they're going to be um, to, to, to accept and tolerate anything below that standard of love that they've experienced. We've all heard the quote, we, ex- we, we accept the love we think we deserve because we've never experienced anything outside of that. If you've only ever seen and experienced a broken version of love, that is all you're going to ever accept. Because even if you see an ideal love in the movies, that doesn't mean you're going to believe that it's worthy. you're worthy of that. Maybe that person over there is worthy of it, but you're not going to believe that you are until you get to experience that for yourself. So whenever we interact with people, we have an opportunity. If we're truly people who are filled with light and filled with love, we have an opportunity to reveal somebody to the love that they are deserving of, the standard of love. And it doesn't mean that they're going to get it in that moment. Like just because you love somebody in this moment doesn't mean that they're going to it's going to change your whole lives. But it will be a chip away from whatever it is that has been built up in their mind, whatever wall that has been built up in their mind that has made them believe that they're worthy of less. You are going to be one chip away and it will not be your responsibility to love them into loving themselves. It's not at all what I'm saying. It is not your responsibility to love a person into loving themselves, but it is your responsibility to exemplify love in the interaction that you have with them. Because what God will then do is that he'll use you as a tool. And even when you're gone from them, he will introduce more people to them to continue um, the, the love that he started or continue to show them through you. And as time goes on, they will be able to, they'll start to familiarize themselves with it. And you, all your responsibility was, was to play your part. It was not to save them. It was not to change them. It was only to play your part in the natural opportunity that you were given to play your part. What do you do when you find yourself struggling to be by yourself? You kind of crave being with someone else all the time. Mm. That's a good question. And I don't think there's one simple, direct answer to that. Because I think there's many things that can contribute to why a person is not comfortable being with themselves right and i'm one of those people like i i have been lately i have not necessarily been comfortable being alone um and i feel like there have been, there have been times in my life when i was not comfortable being on my own just because i was not comfortable with myself right and my mind was so chaotic that being around people allowed me to escape from my own mind but then i just Every time I'd get home, I'd just go right back to that place again, right? 
And so in that way, my desire to interact with people was an avenue through which I could escape myself. That, I think, was not healthy. And so I had to, you know, pray about that and, you know, spend time to actually figure out why am I not comfortable with myself. And I'm still, I'm still figuring that out. I still struggle with this. Um, but at the same time, I think that it can also be beneficial to be around people. And I think it is, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, people can remind you of your better qualities, especially if you're around good people. If you're in healthy environments, those healthy environments can remind you of, of a, a fuller picture of who you are um, beyond your negative self-perception. They can remind you of a reality that exists outside of the one that you created in your own mind, right? And so I think then that it should be a balance. I think then that we should, we need to interact with people because I don't know if this is for everybody, but I know it's for me. You will inevitably, too much of a good thing is going to be a bad thing. And if you spend too much time alone, it will become a bad thing. In the same way, if you spend too much time with people, it can become a bad thing as well. So I think it's just about balance. There's nothing wrong with having a desire to socialize and interact with other people and have new experiences or experience something outside of what you're used to on your own. Um, but at the same time, we also have to balance that with actually spending time with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And when I say with ourselves, I think a perfect opportunity for this is like, like today, right? Today is Shabbat. If you're not familiar with the Shabbat, it's a day when God was like, you take one day out of the week and you rest. Like you don't, you don't even think about work. You don't think about school. You don't think about your job. You don't think about anything that stresses you out. You take one day and you commit that day entirely to you. Now, different people have varying beliefs on what you should do on the Shabbat, what you shouldn't do. I'm still figuring that out myself. But where I am currently is that the Shabbat is a day for me. The Shabbat is every Saturday. I can anticipate that I have one day to do whatever it is that restores my soul. If that's going on a hike, if that's being on my own and just listening to my favorite music, if that's watching my favorite movie, if that's going to church, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that I wake up that morning and say, what do I need today to feel restored and to feel fulfilled? That's what I'm doing. And I'm not, I, because I'm commanded by God to have this day, I don't let anything convince me that I can't have it. I don't let any pressing work issue tell me I have to work on this day. I don't let any unsubmitted uh assignment tell me i have to do this it's like no bro like god got it god if god told me to take this day i know he has whatever it is that would stress me so i am taking this day for me and i think when you engage that whether you call it shabbat or you call it a self-care day whatever it is that you want to call it setting time apart where you obligate yourself to take care of yourself and in that when you allow yourself to actually engage what you love on your own then I think it starts to retrain your mind on what it means to be with yourself. In the same way that if every time you hung out with a person, all they did was talk about negative stuff and all it was was boring stuff, stuff you didn't want to do, stuff you were uncomfortable with, then eventually you would not want to hang out with this person. I think it's the same thing with ourselves. If we are so used to the fact that every time we spend time alone, it's just something negative or I'm sitting in my room or I'm just scrolling through social media and I'm falling into this numbness or depression, then of course I wouldn't want to spend time with myself. But if you can start to say, no, actually, let me actually start being intentional about doing some cool shit by myself. Let me start saying, man, like that zoo I wanted to go to, let me go to that zoo. 
or let me go to this park like if you start actually doing cool stuff with yourself and i think it will start to retrain your mind so that when you think of spending time alone it won't default to what is negative you'll actually say the last time i hung out with myself i loved it it enriched me it enfolded and it, it fulfilled me i did something i loved so that you will want to spend time with yourself and in that way i think you will be able to maintain a healthier balance between spending time with people and spending time with yourself i think it's setting a standard um and being intentional about doing things that you love you know what i'm saying like go whatever it is that you love go make music go skateboard go dr whatever it is that brings you peace whatever it is genuinely like not what people have told you should bring you peace or what now people have told you you should do on your self-care day. It's whatever it is that you know or whatever it is that you would like to try to figure out and see if this is something that will bring me restoration. This is something that will fulfill me. So, yeah, like be intentional, I would say, about actually doing stuff with yourself. I used to tell people all the time, like, spend time with yourself, spend time with yourself. But I think now I'm realizing that it, 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 it takes a step further because you can spending time with yourself shouldn't just be I'm sitting in my room and I'm bored. You know what I'm saying? Spending time with myself should be me being intentional about doing things that I actually love. Genuinely what I love. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. How do you deal with intuition if it's negative? I don't think intuition is ever negative. I think maybe thoughts can masquerade themselves as, as intuition, but I think if it's negative, or are you saying like, what if you like have a bad feeling about something? Then don't do it. If you have, if you genuinely feel like this thing will not be good for me, then don't do it. As much as you might want to, just just don't do it. Just trust. Just trust. And I, I'm having to learn that to like trust my intuition. Just trust, because it will never steer you wrong. And you have to understand that like your intuition is genuinely your intuition is your friend. Your intuition is not your um, oppressive mom. Your intuition is not like a legalistic teacher. Your intuition is not somebody that doesn't understand you. Your, your intuition knows you and your intuition genuinely loves you. So anything that your intuition tells you to do is going to be from a place of understanding, from a place of care, from a place of love and from a place of nurture. So listen to it in the same way that you would listen to a best friend that you trust. Like if you if you got a best friend and you're about to like date you but you you're talking to her like oh man I I met this guy and I like him and boop 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 and she's like girl I'm trying to tell you don't mess with that guy man I'm hey man I I don't see this page I don't stalk this Twitter I seen everything don't mess with that guy even if you're attracted to that guy you'd be like I trust my best friend enough because I know that they know me enough and I trust their judgment enough that I'm not gonna do it even though I want to I think that's the kind of relationship that we want to have with our intuition you gotta trust yourself. And trust that your intuition is your best friend. Genuinely. And that takes time. But genuinely. My thing is always letting go and dancing. I think this is going back to what do you do to refine that place of solace um, when you're feeling overwhelmed or overexerted or whatever. Michelle says, my thing is letting go and dancing nonstop until I have no energy to continue. Stressing my mind out by thinking and thinking and thinking. Let my body take over and trust that it will lead me. Trust is so important. I like that you engage something that takes you out of your mind. You put yourself in a physical, uh, you, you engage your body. You know what I'm saying? You be physical, which makes you present. So what I'm seeing there is presence and trust. You do something that makes you feel present, makes you feel a part of life again, makes you feel like you're, you're doing something, which I, I can, I can agree with. Like I do that. Like, and if, anytime I'm feeling down, the best thing I can do is create something. I love to create, you know what I'm saying? Like, do something you love, do something that makes you feel present, do something that makes you feel fulfilled or engaged, and then trust. 
trust that things are going to work out in the way that they will for you in your favor. You know what I'm saying? Trust that life is going to happen. Life is going to flow. And all you have to do is just be yourself and exist and do what you love. I think that's I, I, I continually come back to that same understanding that all I have to do in my in this life is be myself, do what I love and trust God. If nothing else. If you're ever feeling down, if you're feeling out of it, if you're feeling lost, stop for a second and ask, ask yourself, am I being true to myself? One, when's the last time I did something I love? Two, and trust God. Three, there it is. That's our answer. We've solved the case. We've cracked the code. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to end it now. I think that was a good place. I thank you guys for your input. Um, I thank you guys for those who commented and shared, like, you know, what helps you. I'm sure that, you know, people have been reading. And, yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your Shabbat, the rest of your self-care day. I hope you guys are taking a self-care day. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, please, 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 please take a self-care day. If not today, make it tomorrow. Make it next Saturday. Make it whatever day you have. Free. Just take a day that you dedicate solely to doing what you love what makes you feel good, what makes you feel uplifted, what makes you feel restored. But yeah, I won't even say what makes you feel good. I'll say what makes you feel restored. That's a better word. That's a better intention to say. Um, so yeah, man, I love you guys. Thank you for engaging me. Like, thank you for allowing, you know, being here and we're talking like this. This was a great way to spend the first half of my morning. And yeah, I hope God just continues to bless y'all. I hope y'all continue to just find yourselves and love yourselves. I hope this week is amazing. I hope whatever atmosphere we've created here whatever you know whatever goodness that you've experienced here continues you know don't just leave this live and then go back to you know like doing something that didn't make you feel good you're on social media so i know there's my i know social media hurts me like after i get off live i'm deleting instagram off my phone like get up and after this just go do something like ask yourself really leave with that let's ask ourselves that question after we get off this live say Am I being true to myself in this moment? Ask yourself. Journal if you have to. Or if you'd like to. Then ask yourself, when is the last time I did something that I genuinely loved? Something that made me feel present. And if that's been a while, maybe take today to do it. You've had the time to be here on live. Maybe you can use this next hour, two hours, the rest of the day if you have it, to do something that makes you feel present. To do something that makes you feel you owe it to yourself. If you can, let today be a self-care day. Even if you have obligations and things you have to do, as you're navigating that, take care of yourself. Do one thing. I challenge you to do one thing for yourself today that makes you happy. Whatever, whatever it is, just think to yourself, what can I do today that would make me feel happy? And add that to your schedule. Make sure you get that done. And that's my challenge to you. Do one thing today that makes you feel happy, genuinely. You could call a friend, you could go to an art museum, you could create something, you could dance, just do something today for you. All right. Peace. Love you guys.